You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. And the man, and the man feels no pressure. I am the man You are now entering the vicious circle. You are facing a fuel-injected suicide machine. I'm the man when I walk, the ground shakes. I am the master. And welcome to the Vicious Circle. Sid, how is your day going? Pretty good, Rob. How's your day going? It's going not bad. I get to sit here tonight with you, and this is one of the highlights of my day, so it's pretty good. Oh, man, don't start kissing my ass for the very first minute what? of this show. Yeah, whatever. No, <laughs> let me just joking. Hey, because you're only you're the only people of my people. I can't really talk to you, all of you, at one time like that. No, uh, let's see. What My day's been going pretty good, so I'll get to my day. Well, we'll start what happened yesterday, because my day starts with me and my hair, okay? Uh, so let's remember that. So so yesterday, show me a few pictures of yesterday, Rob, for me. All right, this right here is a, this is one of the people that stay on the church. I, I don't know if you can really see it. There's a few bottles of water that they've collected over the last few weeks. There's a few cans of Vienna's there that have been opened. I don't know if you can see that. It looks like a uh, season shaker. That's sort of like their little corner, next corner. And then that's right across the same porch. Now I'm in the middle. See, I'm I'm getting out masks and I'm checking for masks and my I'm in the middle of taking these pictures. So this is where I'm hanging out on Wednesday mornings. Oh wait, so this is to your right and this is to your left. Yeah. Gotcha. That would be that would be to my right and the other would be to my left. You see the bottom of my chair right there. Oh, very good. Okay. All right, and then that's to the other side there. And now, yeah, that's to my left there. And then there's this one. All right, now there's that dog. Yeah, what it was. Now, this is the thing that's crazy. All right, then let's go to the next one. And this guy. Now, we're inside on Wednesdays, other like uh, Saturdays. You see right there, I didn't get a good picture, but there's donuts. There's some, uh, we get over here, we get out coffee, some, uh, this week was uh, oranges and some sausage and biscuits, and that's why I was feeding one of the, that dog. Now, <clears throat> thing is, we usually see fifty to a hundred people a day. Used to before the pandemic, we'd see one hundred seventy a day. Now, I, I don't take that many pictures because there's a lot of reasons why. Because uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, like a picture doesn't tell everything. They say <laughs> sometimes a picture tells a million words or a thousand words. Not here. So, what that gentleman was, all right, so. Uh, there's this lady, you know, everybody there, guys, too, are, um, for the most part, they're, you know, um, got mental problems, right? Or they wouldn't be out there. A lot of them don't have, uh, uh, medication, so they get a little crazy sometimes. So this one lady comes in and she's pretty aggressive. And 
um, they get to arguing back and forth, and we have a few that help us stay back at Constance Abbey, and the Constance Abbey is the people who help put this donut thing on Wednesdays. This is this isn't Drew's deal. Well, he's helping, but um, but they get arguing with each other, and they got into where they scratch. The girl got scratched, and man, she went crazy. Now everybody, of course, she's already a little crazy, right? So, but this is the thing is, what to me was so heartbreaking about it was this girl shouldn't be there. She, she needed help. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been acting like that. If she had medication, someone helping her. And uh, you got a room full of people that do not know how to help her. You know, I mean, now, Roger and other people were doing the best they can with her. And she finally got calmed down. But all right, so that, you don't see that in the picture. When you see the picture of the dog, now, right on the side of that porch is Poplar where buses are going like 70 miles an hour. Now, um, I'm not myself are scared to be out there sometimes. So, right, so from that porch over to the side, there's where they come out after getting their sausage and biscuits. So I'm like, right, so when I'm, when I'm here, this is a horrible thing to say, but when I'm there with the dog and these people and everything else, and I've been doing this for a long time, and I, I sort of uh, compared to like when I feed stray dogs, I just, I don't pet them, I don't get attached. Of course, if that dog happens, gets out there, gets run over, I just, I don't want to hear about it, I don't want to see it. So I run real quick through the church because the church is, the entrance is right there. So I can run in and not have to see if that happens. You know, yeah. So that's me. I'm trying to dodge a dog killing, but I run into a woman's going crazy and everybody's scratching everybody. But then there's the funny side of things. There's this one guy, uh, this one happens to poetry all the time. So there's one guy shows, and this happens all the time. So when people gave the money, this is some of the things it goes to too. And this happens all the time. So this guy shows up in his pajamas, ha- house shoes, and a coat, and says he needs to get a cab to Mississippi, which is about 30 miles from where we're at downtown Memphis, or maybe not 30, maybe 25 miles. So um, he says he got a cab that's already supposed to be there. So Drew calls, of course, he wasn't telling the truth. So Drew's like, now he's caught. Like, should he help the guy? So he ends up, you know, getting the guy there to get a cab. But what happens was this: this is where stupid Sid gets in, you know, or internet Sid sort of intervenes. <laughs> so Mark is one of the guys to help out too. He brings the water, and so I said, "Hey, Mark, uh, which direction are you going in?" <laughs> and it's not funny, but it is. Marshall looking because Mark's a real stiff, right? I do give people rides sometimes, but not during COVID. Okay. Yeah. If you want to get back my truck, yeah, but now I'm not going to do it. And so he looks at me and goes, oh, uh, I'm going out the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so now they get, Mark gets on the phone. He starts helping get the cab. So they get the cab. There's long story short, Jew has to pay for it, you know. Uh, so some of that money that people gave for that uh, entry fee, that's where some of that would go. But so then that goes into today, right? So I'm talking to Jeff Arthur, the president of our fan club. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him to, you know, throw in on this deal. He knows what's going on, so I've talked to him. So I tell you this whole story about yesterday. He knows what I'm about to do, right? I'm about to hit him up to buy a couple of pictures and, you know, get on, get on board. So he says he knows that too. He's pretty smart, even though he's also mentally, where he gets, you know, he's uh, clinically mentally, whatever, you know, he can't, you know, he has a hard time, yeah. like oh, Eric, Eric out there in Sacramento. Um, perfectly all right. I'm like that too. I, and I tell everybody that. But uh, so Jeff knows this is coming up. So I'm talking to him, blah, blah, blah. I said, hey, man, uh, what about you want to get a couple of those pictures? <laughs> you know how he is, uh, Rob. He went quiet on me. 
you know, I said, Jeff, I said, I said, Jeff, these are your people, you know. But uh, he uh, anyway, he says he's going to give something too. But it's hard to give, you know. Uh, well, you know, he's just sitting there trying to think of the perfect thing to say. Right. So I said, <laughs> well, you can send a check to uh, uh, or whatever. I said, well, you can send to St. Mary's, you know, with put on the bottom, Drew Woodruff's discretionary funds. He went, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> like, I'm going to take his $25. I'm <laughs> that little idiot and I'm going to slap him. <laughs> I can just picture him doing that, too. <laughs> That's the president of uh, the Vicious Circle fan club. Uh, let me see here. Let's see. I, I, there was one. There we go. CC popped in. She goes, hello, all. Just popped in. Please tell me that puppy isn't homeless. No, he is homeless. He's part of the home. All those people are homeless. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I was going to think about it. It was her, too. I was thinking about taking her home. Uh, but this has happened before to me that where I brought a dog like to home one time and ended up killing one of my dogs. And I just said, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. I just So I did the right thing. I took a gun out and shot it, you know. That's it. That's it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, all. you I was running through the church where I didn't see it get run over. I know. And I don't know that it got run over. And I was hoping it doesn't, you know. Exactly. I, I, I have a soft spot for animals as well. And I couldn't handle sitting on the street like that, watching a dog that close to traffic. I know. It's just nerve-wracking. Cece here says, whoa, she covers us up. Look at this. Unfortunately, many people that are homeless are in that situation because they have mental conditions, like you said. Talk about a vicious circle. Oh, nicely played. Isn't there a resource or outreach in the town? A town I spend a lot of time in has a similar situation, and there's a lot of folks with mental issues, a lot of addicts on the street too, but they do have human services. They get them homes and what they need. In no way can I see an animal in need without helping myself. Not human well, the thing about that, CC, it's always different in every state, but I'm sure it's not that much different. What happens in these situations like this, there is not a lot of, of funding for that, and I was talking actually to uh, Jeff Arthur about it. He, he gets funding for his mental disabilities it's just hard first you got to get qualified and there's so many cc what we call deterrents set up for everybody medicaid and all these situations not to be able to get what they have coming and i see a lady show up all the time on wednesdays trying to sign as many people as she can for this but not everybody qualifies for whatever reason and then you just like there's steps for this and so if you're already mentally you know can't pick up a sausage biscuit and an orange without fighting someone, you're not going to be able to get down to the center and make out your paperwork. Paperwork is a big deal. Now it's not just paperwork. you got to do computer stuff to get this stuff done. So there's no one there to help them get that. So they get lost in this this hole, and they can't get out of it. Now, there are some pretty cool stories. The guy was supposed to show up. I wish I could get a picture of him. He's got really bad legs and has a hard time walking through. But he has finally got himself out of this. And he got where, you no, know, and this is the cool thing about it. Roger, who runs Constance Abbey, he's constantly trying to get housing for people like this. And uh, every once in a while, he does get successful at it. There's one kid, and he was telling me his name last Wednesday before last. He said he was going to tell a story for us. And we was going to, I was going to put it on here, and maybe he'll show back up. And he did get uh, uh, qualified for this, what he was already struggling with. He couldn't get in. Because he couldn't pay his utilities, and that's something else Drew does. Uh, I think I might have talked about it. Or I forgot where there was you no know, before the pandemic too. We
we had a couple of folks that they were barely getting through. Drew helped them get some housing because uh, Drew used to have a nonprofit thing, but he just couldn't afford to keep it going. It just went out, you know, just went belly up. But um, he got a couple ladies, a lady named Yvonne, who used to come on Saturdays to help us, and we only gave her twenty dollars for the two hours, but that was enough to help her get. She'd take a, you know a few uh, bags of food with her, but now she can't do that. So we're you know Drew's constantly trying to help her pay her utilities and stuff like that. So yeah, there are some things out there, but believe me, everyone, there for everything out there, there's fifty deterrents to get them to get people not to be able to get it. And, yeah. it's, and um, so that's what it is. Well, Val says, hey, guys, hope all is well. That's a nice picture of Val. Yeah, Val, that's nice. There we go. And Andrew, this is Andrew from the England that's in the challenge. Thanks, Rob, for your walk video and good luck message from you and Sid the other day. I have now lost six pounds since Sunday, wow. so 211 pounds. Great insight from Sid, experience at church. He's making a difference locally. It's a great deal, and to be on board, best from, best from the UK, Andrew. Way to go, Andrew. Appreciate that. That's awesome. Well, that, that's what we're trying to do, too. Like, I get up every morning, and I text Rob, you know, 5 o'clock or 5.15 my time, and I say, hey, Rob, do this, and he'll come back and go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're trying to get, you know, be in touch with everyone, everyone a little bit. Um, but uh, I myself have lost three pounds since uh, – What's today? Tuesday? No, today's Thursday. Uh, since Sunday as well. I thought I was lost a couple more, but I hadn't. So three pounds, three and a half pounds for me. Well, <clears throat> one thing I realized, I haven't put myself on here. So tonight I'm going to weigh myself and get myself on the list. Okay, so, good. No, also, what about uh, wrestling real quick, Rob? Yeah, let's we were get talking to that. Little, let's, We were talking about it a little bit ourselves. Now, I asked Rob before we ever you know, discussed what we thought – we're going to let you people do the same. Not you people, like y'all are below us. <laughs> you are. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, internet. Here's internet said. This is what internet said would say to everyone. Okay, everyone. When I'm sitting down, you are still looking up to me. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So anyway, <laughs> um, what was I saying there, Rob? We were talking wrestling. Oh, yeah. So everyone tell us, if you saw any of the shows last night or saw – what you saw tell us what you saw and tell us what you thought about the show before we start yeah. discussing it yeah because there was a there were some matches that were they had potential yep you know uh that first one that tag first team one. battle royal right let me see here. i thought that, i thought that started off pretty good honestly i don't know i'm having a hard time remembering this but i i never thought that there was always a ever Ever a good time for, for a battle royal, which I thought was weird. <clears throat> um, and then to have it at the beginning of the show, I thought was weird. So I thought, this is going to be a bummer. But it really turned out pretty cool. I actually switched over and got some NXT. And it was a couple girls. Uh, and it just, uh, man, I don't know. It was just boring. I don't know what it is about that show. So and then flicked over, back over to watch some of it. And the, and the battle royal thing uh, was pretty cool. So yeah, it was. It started off with something weird, but it really ended up really cool. Yeah, I liked that gimmick, you know, with the tag teams in there, so two people have a chance to win for that team. Right. And it could set up a couple angles, which it ended up doing because a couple inner circle people were left, and they now, just like right. in a battle royal, had to compete. No, I don't know about you, Rob. I really like the inner circle. It's a neat. I, I'm, I'm liking it. 
I like yeah. I like bat, you know, I like monsters and you know people in hoods. That's like the old Memphis wrestling. Uh, I think that little chubby kid. I guess he's a chubby kid in that hood. He does a really good job. You know, it's his voice is really good. You know, what I'm talking about the Dark Order. Yeah, what's Dark. that name? Is that Joel Silver? I don't know. Um, I don't know all their names. Yeah, me neither. But uh, who cares what their name is? No. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't really matter what your name is. Yeah, but he's really good for – you know what I like to see people do, Rob, when they're um, – he, he doesn't have a great body, which none of these guys do hardly. But, but he, he really works at his craft, everything, his ability to take really good bumps and awkwardly and mix up some really um, unique holes and different sequences that other people don't use. Almost like too, like to me again with the hood. It's almost like a uh, what here in Memphis was the assassins were the hood, and they were good, but not like this. This guy's so animated, and he uses his body so much better, you know. So he does a good job. I like, um, yeah, I've always liked the Dark Order. They are cool. I hope Ryan's got a good comment. Has any wedding segment ever been good? Geesh, that was horrible. Thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that that was one, horrible. One good wedding angle. And I think you were in it. I was supposed to be, yeah, something weird like that. Macho. No, you know, the thing is, I just don't think. And I guess the reason that would have been okay, because it was one of the first really done right, you know, or a big, you know, big show like that. But still, I just think that's stupid. Uh, what do you think? But that one was. Thank you for bringing that up. I yeah. forgot that. Somehow my brain said, it's gone. But no, yeah, you're right. It was horrible. The, the whole thing. thing. The only thing I liked about it is when uh, <coughs> his name was Kip, and he had his buddy, his best man, attack the present, because that is always the gimmick they go for is somebody's hiding in the present. So I thought that was a neat addition, but everything right. else was just generic and. Well, even the present thing, you know, like I said, you figured something was going to happen there yeah. with those things, and those are. Man, I love stuff like that, Rob. I really do. I like to be able to do stuff like that. But God, I think, and again, I'm going to sound like I'm really hard on these people. I would have somehow thought of something cool to use that that no one had done before. Uh, maybe thought about that for maybe a day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, when, again, the whole deal of them coming out, that was so boring. Um, yeah, it was horrible, horrible. Oh, Speaking of horrible, go ahead. Robbie said it was John Silver, you know. Yeah, this is in the dark order. Evil Uno yeah. on the mic. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Robbie. Um, oops, Andrew asks, did you ever do your own promo sit? I mean, direct it, script it. No, I didn't. Of course, I, did. I always did all my own stuff. Honestly, I always did all my own stuff. And I always talk about it except for one time. When I was doing that interview in the in the Al Alamo Dome, and it was a live camera, it was for Monday Night Raw, I believe it was, and um, it was Vince's idea, and that was the one time I went word for word, you know, just did the uh, acting part, and that was really I thought it was a really cool little one deal segment, um, but no, most of it I always did myself. I you know would read a book and try to find out really cool things or. And uh, remember them and use them. Uh, this one's not recipe, but it's interesting. Terry said, standing over the stove, cooking up on this new nutrition plan. I tell you what, not ever eating bread is at all is tough. 
at least for me. No, Terry, me too. I was, um, I had, and I'll be honest with everyone, because it doesn't do any good not to be honest. I had a sandwich today because I had some bread. Really, if I don't eat it, it's going to go bad, and I'll have to give it to the dogs and the birds anyway. But uh, I did have a, a sandwich today. I wish I hadn't. I know that's going to set me back, but what I did is um, what we talked about before is so then the next few meals, and I've sent some to Rob, is the same thing. It's just some type of piece of chicken and some type of broccoli or Brussels sprout. And the reason I'm going to that right now, because, man, I'll tell you what, I don't think I can eat another chicken thigh the rest of my life. I'm not kidding. I thought, I think there's something I really taught myself into. There's something wrong with this stuff, man. Like it's stringy. I don't know. But uh, I'll back to boneless chicken breast. And it's easy. Um, I mean, really, those Brussels sprouts, man, you cut in half a little olive oil season in the oven four minutes and you're eating. And I do enough for, you know, two or three servings. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, bread, I, I had some sourdough bread I wanted to use. Probably won't use it, but uh, yeah, it's hard. You're right. Bread is tough. Well, and you know, too, it's it's your body trying to trick your mind into not having something you know you don't want. Right. So. Hey, yeah. Oh, by the way, too, before I forget this, <laughs> oh, Jeff Arthur today, when I was yeah. telling him about trying to get him to you know, put some money in for those pictures. <laughs> I told her, he said, how's your day going? I went, yeah, well, um, I'm still stopped up. I said, uh, they're doing a CAT scan on me uh, next week. And he says, I think it's, uh, they said it's a brain tumor. Oh, really? <laughs> I told him that. And I said, well, what are you going to give? He goes, oh, 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you just like stirring him up sometimes, don't I you? Tell you man. <laughs> I said, yeah, Jeff, don't tell anyone. Where is it here? Uh, Cece, she's talking to Terry. She said, what are the bread items you miss the most? I may be able to give you some substitutions. Maybe. That's what it is. It's being able to find something you like that's not under column A. Yeah, I know. You know, honestly, again, and I'm not telling anyone else to do this, but, you know, if I decide to, you know, again, uh, and I won't uh, because it would just go to waste, but if I decide to get a loaf of sourdough bread and, Use that, say, <clears throat> instead of a potato or rice. So what I'm having a lot of times in my meals too, Rob, and you know this, I'll take a piece of half chicken breast and I've got some of that lean ground beef or salmon or whatever. And I might just put a couple of olives and a couple of piece of roast garlic there and really use a piece of bread. You know what I mean? Uh, and that still I can cut back on the bread, but that's not that bad. But then the next two times I might have that and just, you know, uh, the couple hours and a pepper. You know, I get this stuff that's marinated, all these things from this place called Fresh Market. And so I just put a little bit on there with the chicken breast, and it's just enough, just enough taste. You go, okay, it's enough. Well, here's your meal from tonight. Like I said, there's the Brussels sprouts. And it's about... Broccoli. It's about... Oh, it's broccoli, is it? And Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah. and broccoli. Okay. But it's about adding, like you said, there's purple onion in there, and it gives it an extra flavor. A little garlic, right? Yeah. That's that's the key is being able to mix up the taste. Now, a uh, true, I, I'm glad you put that, Rob. Usually, I never put cheese on anything, <clears throat> but uh, about ten days ago, whatever, I bought some lunch meat and I had some of that left. I said, you know what? I'll put that on that right there. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin here said, "I've been waiting for Carlito to appear at the Rumble for ten years, and it finally came true." I, I'm, free. I'm sure he means it true. Yeah, the, the Royal Rumble that was just passed was actually pretty good. 
Was it? Yeah, that was the one where Edge started number one. And oh, speaking of Edge, too, man, I'm glad you brought – man, you really are down on people tonight, Rob. <laughs> man, Edge, I'll tell you what now. This is what a guy like Edge gets. I remember on that show that they did – <clears throat> I think it was M MTV called Tough Enough or something. Mm -hmm. Edge shows up at the house. Yeah, everybody, yeah, I'm Edge, a big superstar, whatever he calls himself, right? And then so happy there was a picture of Hogan, I think, on the wall. He goes, yeah, he says, you know – I forget how he said it because I won't, I won't say everything. But he says, you know, um, you guys could be like me. I said, no, I surpassed Hogan uh, just on my work rate. Dude, stop it. Stop it. You no, know, Hogan today could come back and get a better reaction, a little better in the ring. Man, he looked horrible. Which, uh, my hat's off to him, but he just made NXT look like another seven, nine, ten years older. Well, and it was interesting, too. We talked a little bit about the show before it, too, where people are down on edge coming back. Oh, they are? Yeah, because he's an old-timer. Like, like I said, you know, he's like, oh, why is he coming back? But yet, you and I talked. Sting has literally walked out on stage six times and done nothing, and people love right. it. Right, Ed right, just worked an entire Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, he's got – I mean, truly, hats off to the guy. He's working his butt off. But yeah, like I said, now there's another downer at AEW show. That deal, that man, you really hate these people, Rob. You're bringing <laughs> up all the that. They're like, when we look at the ratings. I'm sure that something happened here. But uh, man, that deal with him and that other guy, where they say like five words, and it's just like, whoa, what what happened? You know, and no. the snow's not melting. <laughs> hey, what about this too? I hate to bring this up, man. I'm getting you got me down on everyone. <laughs> I was watching that, that one match. <coughs> Jeff is the tumor doing this to me. I need that money for those homeless people. Um, <laughs> and stop that. I tell you a story about eating red meat with Jeff. No. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. So uh, it's really funny. So, um, so, oh yeah, what was I saying right there about for that? AEW, I got you down on people. Oh yeah. So anyway, that one, the last match, right? What happened to John Moxley? What was that guy's name in WWE? Oh, uh, crap. I can't think of it. People out there, what was his name, John Moxley's name in WWE? I can't think of it. Oh, anyway, I, I, I asked this for a reason. I'm not sure this is the same person. Uh, what is his name? Anyway, uh, Eric knows it. Eric used to love him. Uh, Anyway, that guy looked like he just – there it is. Dean, Dean Ambrose. Ambrose. Man, does anyone agree or disagree here? He looks uh, – he don't look like the same person. His face is dropped, and he looks as like he maybe had a child. In a couple <laughs> of those bent-over situations, is that, am I making that up? <laughs> Rob, stop laughing. This isn't funny. <laughs> Well, that's because I, I never thought of it that way. Now well, I can't Look at these it. people's health. First, we had a guy who just had a child wrestling. We got Edge, who's wrestling. He's 97 years old and been using too much crack. He's, uh, Steve can't talk. These people are going to die sometime. No, it's, oh, <laughs> shit. Let me stop that. But no, really, uh, did he look like he had a kid? He Now I won't be able to unsee that. You understand that, right? <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let me see here. He must be kid to that dude over in Austria, uh, Australia, with the eight babies. <laughs> That's it, Nathan. Yes, Nathan. Yeah, porn. I had to get that name, but no, um, no. So, so that was wrestling, guys. 
Anyone see anything different than what I saw? Well, Ryan said the six-man tag was good. That was the one at the end. Yeah. Most of the guys in it. Pac is underrated because he is always seen as a cruiserweight. He is underrated. He, I think uh, he's still pretty good. I'll tell you who's pretty fun to watch that guy, I guess, in the dark order, too. That little short muscle guy that everybody really gets behind. I think that's Joel Silver. I do. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, he's pretty fun, too. But I think he's a little more fun to watch than Pac, whatever his name is, or the Beast or the Bastard or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, again, um, that was a good match. Uh, who brought that up? You had all that. You had in there with uh, – uh, with Moxley again, you had someone who you had like that Andy Kaufman fighting women. So that was sort of, I guess, the theme of the the hills. You know, we could beat up Moxley. It looked like we're beating up a woman who's had a child. Because it was Moxley and oh my gosh, I can't remember Moxley and oh, she's guy was right. Maybe that's what it, that's what it was. He ate him. <laughs> that's gotta be it wow it was- man we didn't even notice that wow he's like a magician too oh she's a magician wow i see what it is we start talking about kids to eat and nathan shows up <laughs> oh shit. good day guys <laughs> hey nathan we may have been just talking about you <laughs> now who was it with him uh we had the the two tag team champs of the other company yeah yeah but I can't remember. Wow, Moxley and uh, I'm drawing a blank. All right, what about this segment? So we'll come back to that. What about the deal with um, that Hangman kid with um, oh, uh, oh my- Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy. There you go, Pac and uh, Pentico. That's right. We were just right. talking about Pac. <laughs> that was it. Right. They were in that. See how quick we've got Pac? Yep. Pentacle. That was uh that was a oh, man. Uh, who the Pentacle is, he's good. Yeah. Uh, they call him something else, I think, too. Uh Ray Phoenix. Yeah, Ray Phoenix, man. He's good, dude. Uh he is like he's pretty smooth. The one you're thinking about is Hangman Page and Matt right. Hardy versus Chaos Project. Now, now, so my, but the, what's the deal with Matt Hardy? Is he trying to that old hill guilt deal where he's getting everybody's contract and stuff? I I'm really having a hard time with that. I don't know. Right. And what about again with the angle? Didn't I already say the whole deal with the inner circle? They never they they tipped their hat from the beginning. They're already into this again. There was no like, wow, what's going to happen? Are they going to jail? They did jail. They got tag teams and championships. Also, now they're fighting. They're just fighting. You know, it's like stupid all the time. Yeah. The the uh, lumberjack match was interesting because it wasn't your classic lumberjack match. Right. Anytime someone was out on the wrong side of the ring, they were getting beat down. And, you know, <laughs> the one time the guy was even protected. They let him rest for a minute and then right. put him back in because it was their guy. Now, too, I think I asked you earlier, Rob, didn't everyone look at that and say, I think every match was a lumberjack match? It kind of felt like it. Yeah, yeah it was. And it was either battle roll, lumberjack match, or you know somebody's family out there. Which I like numbers. I've always said that, but I don't know about that many numbers. Um, <laughs> the thing about it, though, honestly, as stupid as it is, it's still fun to watch, right? I yeah. See, when we first started doing this, I, again, I started watching. I haven't watched wrestling in years, 
because it wasn't as entertaining as it used to be when I watched it. Right. But now I'm starting to know the people a bit, obviously not very many because I forget names. And I think I'm getting the story. So it's starting to be a little bit more entertaining than it was. At least to me. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, 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 this, I mean, yeah, we could pick it to death, but it is still fun to watch, you know? Yeah. Uh, the other, I mean, of course, they're going against the third team for the WWE. What they what would they do if they were going against Raw SmackDown? I'm sure yeah. they all, I'm sure everyone says that all the time. But yeah. they're not right now. So they're doing pretty good for, you know, what they got there. Um, then there was Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. You know, I like that match. I like her. I, I was, again, just not seeing. I'm gonna say right now, uh, um, Britt Baker. Seen in the beginning when they first started AEW, she had a really good stick and everything. Doesn't look like it's coming across to that. Her work is not as good as her stick. Um, I wish the finish would have been just a finish. We use a turnbuckle. This is just being picky. Um, you use the turnbuckle, then I mean, no one didn't bleed. You don't have to bleed, but you got to go to the hospital and then make that mean something and a real angle down the road. And she just blah blah blah. Um, so this one you see things like that. The finishes using you know battle royals every time means you know, hey, I don't want to put dude over, so let's have a battle royal. We'll have to fight 15 people. Not that that all happened, but there that that finish might have been like that. You just say, hey. Let's get, you know, again, think of something really good because they're all really good workers there. Think of a finish that worked into a situation where, you know, boom, this, <clears throat> she gets it on. You know what I mean? And they're good at that, but just don't use the turnbuckle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I'm the same way. I I felt it was kind of a cheap end. Right. But I get why they use it sometimes, I think, just to, to make it look like they had to do something to get well, over. Well, this thing is, what this would have looked to me. I mean, there wasn't like, the, again, like, there was nothing before or after means that there was no, nothing there just used. I mean, the girl just jumped up, tore it off, and the way the announcers went, yeah, it's off. Maybe they'll notice that later. <laughs> yeah. You know, they did do it like that, right? I said, oh, well, that is exposed there. Uh, uh, you at home don't notice that. Stop it, you know. Mm -hmm. It goes back to the uh, uh, great announcing team they have there. But, uh, no, man, I guess we can pick it apart, but it's still fun to watch. Even Ryan here says, I love old JR, but, man, he's phoning it in. Time to retire. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you what, if all the people think I'm a Jake hater, Jake Roberts actually did pretty good. He only fell down and looked stupid just one time. So he's working. He's doing a better job at that. There we go. Lloyd says, uh, hello, who were some of the wrestlers before or after your career that you wished you could have worked with? Dream matches. You know, again, it sounds so horrible to say this. Um, I don't think of it like that. You know, um, when you look back at the people before me, and I had a chance to work not with him, uh, but with, with him, not against him, like Stan Hansen. And, you know, I, I, you know, I got to work with Lawler, you know, a night off, but um, Harley Race already got to work with all the people that I could have thought to that I would have wanted. So really, I, I think I've made most of the work with most people that I would have wanted to. Uh, CC even said, good question. Actually, that makes me wonder if Sid was a wrestling fan beforehand. I got the impression he wasn't. No, I wasn't. Um, honestly, I've only watched wrestling twice in my life. Um, 
once I think I was, I don't know, fourth grade, something like that. Uh, I remember the match. It was Jackie Fargo, and he was a, and again, this is how you, this is how real it was to me then. Uh, he's the deal was he his his partner had was coming to the studio which they do. This reminds me of AEW, right? He was coming to the studio, but his partner had been run off the road somewhere, you know, from Nashville to Memphis. Everybody, all the fans knew that that was a circuit, Nashville to Memphis. And so, um, so he's going to have to fight Lawler. And Lawler's partner was Jim White. Was at the time, I think Lawler started off as a tag team, I guess. And so, um, um. They're just, you know, the fat guy with the blonde hair. He's just bleeding all over the place. I remember just sitting there as a kid going, wow, man, you know, if I would have been there, I would help that fat guy, you know. But then that was it. Uh, and then one other time, that, which I tell a lot of stories about my hunting stories as a kid, without uh, me and a buddy of mine went to school with Paul Hamlin. His grandparents lived in Mariana, Arkansas. I mean, out of the country. No, um, I think they had pump water, no electric, uh, just a generator. No heat, you know, but they somehow found, you know, we'd use the dogs, go hunting all day. <clears throat> they find a way to get a no uh, hanger on a TV and get, you know, channel five wrestling. So you know, we couldn't use the dogs, couldn't do anything. We had to come in from that, that two hours or hour and a half to watch that show. And those are the two times I watched wrestling. That was about it. Uh, we have 666 says, hey. <laughs> Wow. Nice, simple. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Hey, hey back. Hey, back at you, girl. <laughs> hey, back. Joshua asks, if you were asked to come back for one, a one-off Royal Rumble, would you? Man, no, I don't think so. I just wouldn't be, I don't know. It just, no, it's too far out for me. Yeah. Uh, CC said, wow, very interesting. Or how interesting. What in the world convinced you to get into wrestling, Sid? I have a million questions. I'll try to refrain and spread them out. <laughs> Um, honestly, just, um, I was trying out with the Memphis showboats and I, I didn't make the team. I told the story and I just ran across a, a guy at a, at a Friday's restaurant was a promoter for an old country singer named Eddie Bond. Long story short, uh, introduced me to, um, Guy Coffee who introduced me to Tojo Yamamoto and I got into it like that just just to make a dollar. I uh, didn't know how far. I didn't know that there was, honestly, at the time, I thought Memphis was really the only territory in the country. That's, yeah. what, little, that's what little I knew about wrestling. Um, oh, yeah. Cece, send an email to uh, info at viciouscirclepod.com. I want to talk to you about something. Uh, Terry says, Rob, I downloaded the Cash App a couple weeks ago, sent money and my address. Yes. I did. It is in there, and it is ready to go for the church. So yeah, it's all there. We got your. Yeah, address. what I'm going to do? I, I was going to tonight uh, sign everybody's autograph and put it in envelopes. But the I got uh, Maggie, who is qualified because she's given so much. I got her a CD that I'm sending her, and um, the packaging for the for it was too small. So I've got to go back and get some more and change these others out. So. But uh, Sunday, we'll, we'll get all that stuff out. There we I go. got the envelopes. I just didn't get the right one. Um, and that's something, too. Uh, and now, this is not, this is just uh, what I'm doing for Maggie. Maggie did a big deal by sitting in the church, you know, for 200 people, uh, the, the, uh, homeless people over in Haiti. And then she's also getting vitamins, and she also sent $50. So 
I was sitting here a few eight by ten uh, trading card and a um, a CD. So that's why I'm sending that to her. So if anybody else gets over that twenty five or fifty bucks, you'll get some extra stuff as well. Oh, there we go. Excellent. And also, uh, uh, I think uh, Jeff he's talking about. I think he's going to order a T shirt. Oh, there we go. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll we'll bring that up one last time too because I think we're ready to order those. Where did I have that? Oh, hang on. Here we go. Brandon said, Roman and Kevin's botched finish was painful. I wonder if Roman was supposed to break the cuffs. I don't think I saw that match. No, I wish they had a... <clears throat> wish they were on Wednesday night, so I guess that's Friday night or Monday night. I'm always doing something else. Hmm. Uh, Danilo here said, Sid versus Big Show during his younger years as the Giant would have been awesome. Also, Sid versus Kane. Yeah, it'd be okay. I don't see a big draw there, a one-time deal or something. You know, uh, I'm just not into those kind of matches. Nothing against the Giant or Kane. Um, it would have been okay one time around. Um, this will bring up a little interesting story. Eric said, Sid, did you ever get to wrestle Bruiser Brody? I've never heard of it happening. No, I was glad to. But honestly, he wasn't that bad for what some of them, some of them he was. Uh, but I did see him one night coming into the Mid-South Coliseum as I was just being introduced to uh, Guy Coffee that time where we were talking about how I got into wrestling. It was pretty intimidating to see the guy with all the hair and walking crazy and all that. Uh, oh, Terry said, cool. I never used it. Oh, this is about the money app. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure it got there because the Canadian money change confused me. Yeah, it's Canadian money is a little messed up. It's like Monopoly money up here. But they'll still, they'll still transfer over to the same, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what I like to do, too, is I, when I get this, I'm going to give it to Drew. Hopefully, he wouldn't mind. I'll take a video. He'll say thank you to everybody. Don't Perfect. thank him, Matt. He might not. He's <laughs> mad at me about getting the guy a bus, I mean, a calf. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He was a angry with me. He wished I'd kept my mouth shut over that. But see, when you're handing him a check, I'm sure he'll be able yeah, to. He'll, yeah, he'll be able to. Yeah. Our buddy Andrew asks, uh, uh, who did you respect the most in your career and why? Uh, I respect all the old timers because um, I did know how a lot of those had such a hard time. And I told the story about one gentleman I knew that on the road, him and his wife, their child died and they couldn't afford to even get it home with a Greyhound and they just put it in a small box in the trunk because it's wintertime and they made the trips and came home. Um, so that's where, you know, that's where I put my respect to all the old timers. Very cool. Uh, oh, Terry said, Bucks 34, Chiefs 27. No, man, I'll tell you what, I'm a little scared about that. Uh, I said to Kansas City <clears throat> the whole time, and they'll win except, man, Patrick Holmes, if his foot's messed up, just a little bit, that'll slow him down. Um, I am worried about, um, you know, the Bucks defense is really good right now. And um, it's going to be close. Uh, I'm, I've still got to stick with Kansas City because I've caught it from the beginning. This will make me a clean sweep through everything. Football, uh, college football, pro, bas uh, pro basketball, the World Series, the election. All but three games of college football that I bet on, and um, and this, you know, 
I'm going to go ahead and take the Lakers to win two this year on this deal too. Danilo asks, any thoughts on New Jack Sid? Any interactions with him back in ECW? You know, I, I think I met him. I, honestly, I meet so many people. I don't remember everyone. I'm sure I did. Uh, seems like a nice guy <laughs> if I met him. Uh, I'm sure I did. I just don't know. You know, I don't remember so many things. Not really. It's just like, yeah, I met him, but it's like, well, I heard about him. Okay, how you doing? Um, nice to meet you. Well, that's just it. You didn't work an angle with him. You know? No. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, oh, Andrew asks, when did church become a way of life for you? Uh, Andrew, you writing a book? <laughs> I think he is. Write, write your own. <laughs> no, um, uh, what well, was a way of life for me from a child, but I got away from it a little bit. And um, when I started writing this book, I think I told you, Andrew, but you're not listening to my effing story. Uh, I was I got into this because when I first started writing the book, I was thinking about writing one about my aunt, who's a big giver in this world. And I won't go into it right now. But to get to know her and write about her, and I already knew her. But I thought, well, she was, uh, was religious, but not showed it that well. Or she didn't come out and scream it. I had to learn a little bit more about this. So I started going to church. Brandon Wallace introduced me to this church. It's funny. I'll tell the story. I was doing a uh, radio interview with our bishop. And she says, okay, I want you all to tell how you got to this ministry meeting out there on Saturdays and Wednesdays. I went, whoa. And I just started laughing, right? Everybody looked at me. Well, when Brandon Wallace introduced me to a couple of churches, one was Grace St. Lucy. He said, nah. I said, Brandon, I know you. No, they're too uppity. Too pressure. He said, go to St. Mary's. I got a place for you. He, uh, he sent me there. He goes, they're really laid back. He goes, and I think that this preacher smokes pot. Oh, okay. That, that's, that's the place for me. So that's how I got there. And I told, I told Drew that we got in the truck after we left the uh, interview. I didn't say that on her radio interview, by the way. Yeah. So we, got in the, we got in the truck. I said, Drew, I said, um, you know when they asked, she asked that? He went, yeah. I said, let me tell you how, how I really got here. He goes, yeah, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him, he's like, wow, man. Now, I'm telling this to an angel, Clarence, off It's a Wonderful Life. Everybody's going to realize that, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, here we go. Brandon said, Kevin cuffed Roman. Oh, oh, okay. This is about the match. Uh, Kevin. Wow, man. Brandon, fire yourself. Come back another time. Right. Kevin <laughs> cuffed Roman to something on the ground during the last man standing match. I actually, I do remember watching this. No one could unlock the cuff, so the ref had to stop counting. That's, I remember that. Oh, really? There was a couple good spots in there. Like uh, they're in the backstage area, and at one point he gets the uh, forklift, puts it up in the air, and does uh, a flip off that through a table. But then they did. They, he handcuffed Roman Reigns, brought his hand down under a light, so it had him down on the ground, and he couldn't get up. Wow. But then Paul Heyman came out and they were all working on it. And the ref had to finally stop counting and started pushing the other guy away to stop counting. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a, that was a bad spot. Well, I like that. I like mistakes once in a while. I do. I like that. Yeah. It's like the barbershop, you know, the phone hit me in the face. I didn't plan that. It just happens. Those things actually, guys, make good TV to me. Yeah. Well, and I do remember too, back in the early 80s, too, whenever anybody had blood right they always said the first thing they do is look for the photographer right. because they want to stare at them and get a couple pictures because those are the ones that were plastered in magazines right 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 
Uh, Terry said, well, Tampa won all of our championships here in Florida. Tampa Bay Rays, Tampa Bay Lightning, and now the Bucks can finish, so we both got streaks going. <laughs> yeah, i tell you what. I remember uh, – I don't remember the Lightning or the Rays winning. I'm sure they did. Uh, I do remember Tampa. It was a, it was a Tony Dungy's team that uh, Gruden coached to the uh, Super Bowl. That was like 2,000 years ago. Um, thing is, man, you can't count Brady out. You know, I know what you're talking about. I, I've, I've got, I'm worried about this, this one a little bit. This is more, I, I'm all the other things I was really for sure on. If you'd asked me a few weeks ago, you know, six weeks ago, I was still for sure right now. I don't, I'm, you know, I thought Green Bay would have beat Tampa too. And I said that twice and I've lost that twice too. Uh, so man, I don't know. It's going to be good. But see, to me, those are the best ones, the one you're guessing, you know. Uh, and, and then, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. This I was going to go off topic, so if you had something to say about the match or the game. No. All right. Cheryl said, will we be able to see the interview Sid did with the bishop? You haven't done it yet. No, I did do it. It was a radio interview, and I forget what station they're on. Oh. Uh, so it's not a podcast. Gotcha. Yeah, I turned on a little radio station. Yeah, I was really on my P's and Q's there. But, um, <laughs> no doubt. And yeah. what she was doing, she was trying to help us promote it a little bit there in Memphis or here in Memphis. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd asks, what was your favorite arena or venue to wrestle in? Uh, always the Madison Square Garden, man. I mean, for me. It's the place. Yeah, it just the man just had a different charge to it. Uh, let me see here, Sean from England. Yeah, hello, Sid and Rob. Sean here from London, uh, London, UK. Sid, you are looking younger with the long hair. You look as big and intimidating as Psycho Sid did days in WWE. Looking at many of the WWE guys today, you look better, and no doubt could raise hell in the ring. We miss you, Sid, in the ring. Well, appreciate Sean. I do try to stay in shape and. Um, I like to give my hair a prop too. It's here. It's part of me. No, I just haven't had a haircut since COVID. Um, don't plan on getting one. <laughs> oh, and here's one from Andrew. Sid, talk us through your sound system. Does it do you justice? I see what he did there. <laughs> yeah, it does, Andrew. Honestly, I just got uh, sitting next to me. I got my amp back. I had to, um, had a little static in the um, the volume. It's a 400 amp uh, amp and receiver, Kenwood, and they're separate. And um, talk a little more about it. What happens is this thing is like 47 years old. The sound that these things produce with the old tubes, which I have, is now a big collector's item. It gives you a sound that you can't get through CD or anything. So sometimes the radio is actually a little bit better sound. So I got that, and then I have. Um, on the bottom down there, you don't see it. I actually have two stereo systems here. I have one that's a Sherwood. It's a 200-watt. It's got some big subwoofers. But then, my, um, of course, my speakers are where it's all at. But, uh, no, that's what I got. And then it does, dude. Man, I got, again, we got a few songs. Uh, I've told everyone that song, The River. No one's replied back about it. Man, if I put that on in here, it'll actually vibrate the, uh, the vinyl on my album. So, um, it will it'll knock your hair back in here pretty good. But I get all six speakers going at the same time. Oh, so. it, it shakes. I, I can testify to that. 
it's overkill. But I've had this. I had that since I was like 15, and then I bought the other unit as I got older, just to have. Then I actually have another one in my for my surround sound, another Sherwood. So I put all this together. I got like 12, you know, Boston acoustic speakers and two JBL 4330s. Andrew sums it up. Holy shit. No shit, real shit, man. <laughs> I like this. CC says, uh, what about Philly, Sid? Seems to me like it was a big mecca for wrestling. I know the South was big for wrestling, but I'm learning or thinking Philly was the spot too. No, Philly is. Philly, I always said, was one of my favorite places. Um, the Northeast period uh, was my favorite. When I think about Philly, it really has a special thought for me. It's, that's what's, it's not the new building. It was the old building. Uh, but still, just Philly itself, because that's when I first got my first break in WCW, and that was sort of the first place I remember traveling to. Mm-hmm. And sort of the first time I went off on my own and walked down the street and had something to eat at like a little Italian restaurant. I thought it was taken back. Stupid, it wasn't a Chinese restaurant in Philly, right? But there in Boston, all those places like that, just I always have a great memory of those places. Well, then CC said, and yes, Sid has great hair, LOL. I envy it and wish mine were curlier like his. I wouldn't have to cut it then either. And Cheryl says, let's start a fan club for Sid's hair. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, let me see. We'll grab one more. Um, I saw one. Where did it go? Ah, Terry. And this will help us. Are you doing a podcast Sunday still, or you got game plans? No, we'll still do it. You know, I, uh, I don't even know what time the game starts. Uh, well, I'll watch some of it. I don't ever watch. I'm just, I'm tired of the NFL guys. Um, Last few years, it's been boring. I like college sports. Now, it will be fun to watch because they're saying they're going to have a crowd there, uh, which would be sort of cool to see. I hate anyone taking a chance with all these variant viruses out there, which we don't want to talk about. But, um, man, I'm glad to see a game. It will be fun to see somebody, a few fans there. So I will watch some of it. uh, And I will excuse anyone that doesn't make the show. There we go. So yeah, CC, since you're still watching, send an, send an email to info at viciouscirclepod.com. Um, just to wrap things up, if anybody is interested in the shirt, time to hop in because I'm going to put the order in. This is it in the light, and this is it in the dark. And then, too, we talked about where the proceeds would go on this. You know, ha- actually, we have to pay for the shirt, too. So it won't be but just maybe 5 or $6 going to Rob his funding for his gas money and five or six dollars to the uh pop top so that's where the funding is I mean, that's where the money goes for the t-shirts everyone to be a nice cause and something that you'll get and who knows um we'll see how that goes we might include a t-shirt with another package deal with a eight by ten and a cd but right now we'll just do t-shirts till we figure it out exactly exactly and I do know this will just be a limited run, too. If we do another one, we'll make it a different style shirt. So Yeah, we're just trying to – We're tr- what Rob's trying to do, I would have done it. I don't care about you people. <laughs> people. No. Rob sure. just brought it up to me. He goes, man, see, everybody's really wanting a shirt. And trust me, people, Rob is just in real life like he seems on this show, a nice, corny Canadian. And that's why we love him, okay? So he's not robbing y'all either, so. Yeah, but sorry. No. So that's what it goes to. Um, and we appreciate everything everyone's doing. We really do appreciate everything. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
And for international people, if they do want one, I think the shipping is going to be around $15. They, they've not given me an exact price. And I can get it because I have to show them something to mail before they will. But they said it's around that. So if it's a little more, I'll take care of it. I'm not worried. Tim said, I'll take one. If you want one, please send me an email at info at Vicious Circle Pod with how many you want and your size. Okay. Right. That's Because what happened, everyone, Rob will get stuck with these or... And I'm going to send Rob the money to help pay for this first batch. But, um, yeah, this isn't, again, this isn't, uh, and I'm like Jeff Arthur, I do believe sometimes people think this is a scam, which it's not. Again, really how this started was someone asked about it, Rob talked about it, I said, yeah, go ahead and put one out there. So that's all that is. Yeah. Yeah, people want it. And I love the glow-in-the-dark aspect. Yeah. These guys, they make amazing shirts. Oh, where'd it go? And when I first ran into them, they are such a good quality. I bought one three years ago and I really? still have it. It's still solid. Rob, that's funny because the vicious circle just started a year ago. Right. You're lying to the people. Have you got an alternative motive about these shirts? We didn't know. Oh, well, sadly, the shirt that uh, I still have is See y'all, we got even a lie. Like right here on the vicious circle, we pull out wires and stake them to the oh, cross. That's like, actually what I'm what? Next next show, I'll wear that glow-in-the-dark shirt from the company. It's Jason's mask from Friday. I know, I yeah, yeah, wear it. It'd be cool, though. So they can I see it. I might shirt. Look at, these, look at those traps, man. See? Yeah. I I'll tell you what, guys. A workout, I don't know how, how everyone's workout's going. Mine, I'm killing it. Now, I've been texting again, Rob, in the morning. I'm actually sweating at 515. Um, little, a couple PRs from my bench press, my power cleans, and uh, what else was it? Um, Man, my cardio, uh, 35 minutes. I didn't think I'd be there that far this, you know, in just one week, moving five minutes at a time. On chest today, I did 30 sets on bench press, 30 sets. Nice. Yeah, but I did everything, hit every angle, regular grip, 10 sets, wide grip, 10 sets, and close grip, 10 sets. Then I went to dumbbells real strict, squeezed everything. Again, if, if someone wants to know about working out, Bring out the questions. I'll help you. Uh, whoever talked about the tricep press downs, I saw, I found, just felt something today. When you're doing those tricep press downs with a rope, force your elbows out a little bit. You'll feel a different uh, uh, muscle right there. It'll fatigue you a little bit faster when it fatigues. Then come in with your elbows and get a couple extra. Andrew put this in about the T-shirts. He goes, get sit in one. Lights off, sound system on. <laughs> hey, I'll do that, man. Actually, yeah, next time we talk to Andrew, um, because it won't be televised, you can actually show him the system. We can't do it now because the music will get flagged for copyright. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Sam said. Oh, yeah, put the, what about, the, did we show the songs already? No, let me put them up. I need more people, people. Right? Joe Purdy, well, let's go, Joe Purdy. I heard this today on a show called E-Town on that station I listened to. Listen to someone. You can YouTube or pull up E-Town. It's a really cool station. They talk about climate change a little bit. Not too much, uh, but it's really cool music. Just John, this Joe Purdy is a really good artist. Uh, it's what I call retro. It's like uh, uh, some hippie singing country music. You know, This is a pretty cool song. This was the one I was able to get the title from uh, while I was driving. And then what was the other one? Uh, this is one. Now, this is one no one will probably probably hadn't heard was the Joe uh, Purdy. 
This one here is the box tops. It was on a show on uh, called Ben Vaughn, the many moons of Ben Vaughn. He's he describes himself like this, and he's in the relay shack in the middle of nowhere called Parts Unknown, with millions of albums, CDs, and cassettes and eight tracks. You know, of course, he really probably didn't have all that, but he plays all these cool songs. And this week's deal was, you know, other songs by other artists. And this was one I actually thought the box tops did a pretty pretty good job, but Check out the song itself. What was the regular artist on that, Rob? Uh, Procol Harum. Yeah, Pro man, what a group. Yeah, they're good, dude. So listen, that and again, I just heard that. This is things that just popped through my radio station all day. Uh, so then the other one was, uh, what did I say? Um, oh, word. yeah. Now, this is another one. Everyone's going to know this, too. But this is, again, this is the variety of this station I listen to. Uh, change is going to come. And then, again, I heard another Lucinda Williams song today. Um, now, the Joe Purdy song is going to be a really cool country song for guys, you know, sort of thinking about their girls a little bit. Again, I haven't heard anybody talk about the girls talk about the Lucinda Williams song it's called Come On. It really, Pam, you need to tell this to what's his name? Tom. Tom, let's <laughs> really put him in his place. Tell him you can't, whatever, you listen to the song, it'll tell you what I'm talking about. Uh, but it's a really funny song. It's a, it's a woman's national anthem. And then uh, Change is Going to Come. That's it. That's the three? That was the three. Now, this is the cool one here. Uh, it starts off, it sounds like an old river song to me. Uh, and it comes with, it really shows what me and Rob saw with a really cool video of the march in Washington back a long time ago. But, I, I, again, I just, this is what I listened to it through just a you know couple hours riding around. This, this is the different genres that I listen to. And that's what's so cool about WEVL. Everyone, you can pull it up. I, I guess I don't know what Streamline is, but you can online that stuff. Yeah. Um, again, Wednesdays, man, Bachelor Bob and the Short Enough Country Hour. Now, what we've been doing, I forget to do this, when we're reading these electric letters we pull up. That's what Bob, Bob talks about. Just a great guy. A lot of cool people. Friday nights. Uh, Captain Pete's Blues Cruise. He's been dead for 27 years. They still air him every Friday night. That's crazy. Best blues. I swear, man, it's just awesome. Um, and that's where, again, I'm like, when I listen to uh, uh, Many Millions of Ben Vaughn, I really think I'm listening to like Wolfman Jack in a Relay Shack. We're just playing his albums, you know, put, pushing out cool tunes the whole time. So that's the cool thing about music. And this is the cool thing about the station. Man, just drop the hat. You're Like that day I was going over to church, I heard that song. Uh, Jesus in three-quarter time. Yep. Now a song could just make, hey, let me turn it up, put a little gas to the floor and get going, you know? Yep. So I hope that does, I hope music does that for everyone else too. Exactly. Uh, last little comment. Sid, did you say Eddie Long or Eddie Bond earlier? Eddie Bond. It was Eddie Bond. And this guy promoted Eddie Bond. He, and all promoters were shysters. But it was Eddie Bond. Wow, what a way to end the show. I wish you would have kept that to yourself, Rob. I know, right? Yeah, whatever. Well, let's redo that then. Any last words? <laughs> no, I think we had a really good show tonight. Um, I want to commend everyone that's on their diet and doing well. I, I do want to probably Sunday figure out a way that we can stay in better touch with everyone if they want that. Also, I think when we talked last week, uh, Andy, it was just seemed like, you know, he might uh, need, you know, someone to talk to a little bit too. Remember him talking like he had a little bit of problem in there or something? Uh, and if you need some, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Through some stuff. Yeah. Not, not that we're not listening to, we are, 
So again, if you got something going on you need to talk about, just get with us. We'd definitely be glad to help you through this, talk you through it. So that's what we do, everyone. We just try to reach out and help someone. I've said this before. There's a guy named uh, Fred Wayne Dyer, I think his name is supposed to be really spiritual. And he says this, the difference between God and good is one know. And we do good things, we get closer to God. Until next week, if, if God's willing and the creek don't rise, we'll see you right back here on The Vicious Circle. You've been listening to The Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi, co-host Rob Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast is produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Productions, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn, and the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Trouble.